Hi friends and welcome to the Salo with Kayla podcast. My name is Kayla and this podcast is just designed to just take a moment and pause in the presence of the Lord. Um, today is a very special episode because I have my friend Monique. Monique, how do we want to pronounce your name? However you want to. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your name and how <laughs> everyone has troubles pronouncing it? Sure. Um, yes. Hi, everyone. Podcast world. Kayla's podcast world. Um, happy to be here today. Um, so my mom named me Monique. If you talk to my mom, that's what you will hear. Monique. And um, I'm named after her cousin, and she, who she also calls Monique. But my dad always calls me Monique. So really, nobody is wrong. <laughs> you could get away with either one. Just pick my mom's side or my dad's side. Um, it's, it's funny. I prefer the sound of Monique. But if I am telling you my name, I always say Monique. So figure that one out. <laughs> so yeah. just... Whatever we want to call you. Whatever you want to call Something me. like that. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, just a little disclaimer. We will be talking about some mental health stuff, um, but we are not mental health professionals. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So if you really do need to seek some professional help, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Both of us are pro-therapy. Yes, so. 100%. <laughs> So, yeah. Monique, you want to tell me about yourself? Who are you? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a big question. <laughs> well, I, I am a mom. I'm a wife. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter named River. She keeps me very busy. Um, I love to travel. I love to worship. Kayla and I are on the worship team together, yep. which is amazing. Um, I always love looking over at Kayla and... Just smiling, seeing her heart for God and heart for worship, her little bebop dance on the stage. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's like the biggest thing to me, you know, being a wife, traveling, we love to go camping, but yeah, spending time at church and spending time with God, just learning more about Him. That's my life. That's cool. My life. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. Um, done. I know we have talked in the past about anxiety because both you and I have struggled with anxiety. Do you want to talk about your anxiety story, I guess you could say? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So my struggle with anxiety has been pretty much ongoing since I was really young. Um, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but... I remember just having a lot of, like, separation anxiety. Like, if my mom or dad, like, went anywhere, I'd always be, like, really panicky, like, that they were, like, never going to come home. Like, my biggest fear that I faced growing up was, like, the fear of death. Like, the fear of, like, losing someone that was important to me. Like, that Mm -hmm. just really made me anxious. So I remember, um, specifically, there was, like, a time in my life when... My mom, like, she went to do a couple errands with my brother, and I was, like, calling the stores because, like, she wasn't home, 
I literally like called a couple of the stores that she went to just to see if she was there. Like that's kind of how bad it was. And like this didn't even happen that regularly. It was just like a one-time thing. And then if um, if they would go out to dinner, I'd be like so afraid that they were going to hit a deer and never come home. They would like go to this restaurant that was like out in the Blue Hills and there was like no cell phone reception. So I couldn't just like call them or get in touch with them. So I remember like calling my grandma and she was like just like praying with me. But I wasn't like the typical kid, I guess, who would just be like happy that their parents were gone and just turn on a movie and sit on the couch and relax. Like that's what my brother wanted to do. He's like just this is awesome, like, let's just hang out, Monique, like, this is fine, and, and I was just, like, literally, like, on the phone in the corner with my grandma, like, please just pray that they'll, like, make home safe, you know, and, um, so it was just, like, a couple of the struggles that I had, and, and that was, like, the biggest fear was, like, the fear of death, I do think a lot of it had to do with, um, like, I got Lyme, Lyme disease when I was 14, and that actually, I've noticed, creates a lot of fear and anxiety because it like creates like brain fog in your mind and as I'm like thinking about it I can kind of pinpoint that like when that happened that kind of entered my life even more during that Mm -hmm. time so that seems to be like when it really accelerated it and then I kind of dealt with chronic anxiety until about six years ago when I got like some treatment for Lyme disease that really helped and actually took a lot of that away um but yeah that was really difficult for sure you know when you had anxiety what did that feel like Ooh, horrible <laughs> it felt just like honestly crippling it did get to a point in my life um right when I moved to Menominee I, I had dealt with like a really difficult like working situation and when I moved here I literally was almost to the point of like being bedridden because I was like mm-hmm so anxious even about getting out of bed and going anywhere and I had you know fears that Gary would go to work in the cities and like never come home so it just kind of like it like went from me having that about my parents then to having it about Gary so it was like those same kind of thoughts that I had about them leaving then it kind of went to him and then I was like afraid I remember then it was like I would be calling my mom and being like, you know, pray for Gary's safety, you know, and like, she would be like, praying with me. So yeah, it just, it felt very crippling, very like, like I couldn't actually live life. And I was either in my bed or on the phone trying to like, talk through these things with somebody who could help me in the moment and alleviate some of that anxiety, if you will. Sounds hard. It was very hard. Yeah, it's definitely not fun. And, um, yeah. It's so different from who you are today. You said that you were bedridden, couldn't leave bed because you were just so crippled with anxiety. Yeah. But if if we know you in person, we we could never even imagine yeah. that you struggle with it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about how God has helped free you from anxiety? Absolutely. <laughs> we <Yes>. want to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing actually what God has done and it's it's truly phenomenal. There was, uh, so yeah, my husband is a big part of how I got through it. Um, one day he saw me laying in bed and he's like, get up. He's like, we're going to church today. And I just looked down like, huh? Like, no, like I haven't been to church in a while. Like, I'm not sure. Um, first of all, I want to say that before I moved to Menominee, which was about six years ago, um, I think 
actually maybe I'm almost seven now. But anyway, before then, I there was like all these paths that God was like lining up to bring us here, which I think is just amazing because I'm so excited about everything that God has done since I got here that brought me through all that anxiety. So the first thing was, is, um, yeah, he brought me to church and we get to church. Um, it was Liberty Christian Center at the time. It's Love Church now. And Pastor Dana actually got up and started like speaking about her experience. And she was kind of anxious about her daughter, Casey, at the time living in New York. And it was so cool to hear somebody in leadership kind of sharing their heart and about their own struggles and like, I kind of felt like, oh, I'm not alone. Like, if if she can share that she has these kind of same struggles and, like, how God got her through it, it just gave me a lot of hope that, like, oh, okay, like, everybody kind of has anxieties or things, but it's just, like, mm-hmm. how we deal with them. So, you know, she, like, shared her story, and I ended up uh, asking if, if we could meet, and she came to my home a couple days later, and she actually got me in touch with the counselor at church the church at the time nate huff and ever since then like we were like talking like pretty much like every single week just like talking through like the different things and it was just really cool because it it helped me process a lot of like what i was going through and he helped me deal with it in ways that i didn't realize or even possibly before then um but i also remember a really cool instance at the church as well um, Amber Buck prayed for me and she knew that I had like depression and anxiety and so she like laid her hands on me and she prayed that God was going to show me he's going to like light up a path in front of me that was going to help me break through this anxiety and that's exactly what happened it was literally meeting with Nate um, doing classes with Life Christian University just filling my mind with scriptures and just like the words of God and going to church regularly and finding community there and finding friends, you know, that were also like wanting to do life together and pray over me. And I've just seen extremely dramatic change since then. So, so yeah, I think a big part is just having that community, but godly community and people who actually have real answers, you know, mm-hmm. like not just like slap your wrist with like a, a cute little saying or phrase, right. but it's like stuff that actually works and means something. So I like that you bring up the fact that Dana, who is a pastor at our church. Yeah. I like that you brought up the fact that she shared her struggles with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's in the Christian world, it's kind of yeah. not something you talk about. You don't really talk about mental health, but here we are. We're talking about yeah. it because it matters. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I don't know, if you struggle with mental health problems, you might feel like an outsider and yeah. like your faith isn't strong enough. So yeah. it's really cool to hear the, the pastor yeah. sharing her struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it changed my life for sure. Like just hearing that and and it was so affirming to me that God cared enough about me to have my husband be like hey we're going and then to get there and then the very thing that I'm struggling with like that very thing she like gets up and talks about it was just like my mind was literally just blown I was like oh wow like 
God, you do care about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it might not seem like it in a moment. You might be like, oh, God, you have, like, so many other things that you're taking care of. Like, why do you care about this little thing that I'm, like, struggling with? But he does. He mm-hmm. really, truly does. He really does care about mm-hmm. what you're going through. Yeah. What are some ways that you have been able to find peace when things get hard? Because mm-hmm. I know this whole summer, this whole summer has been so hard. Yeah. And the whole worship team has just been going through it. Mm-hmm. So how have you been able to find peace yeah. in those times? Yeah. Um, honestly, I I really love listening to um, Joyce Meyer in the morning. Um, she's kind of a comforting voice. My mom listened to her a lot growing up. She's been preaching for, I think, over 30 years. So I think she was started preaching like when I was around six. And my grandma and my mom both listened to her all the time growing up. So not only is she a comforting voice, but she literally talks just so practically about life and just like how to deal with, you know, fear and anxiety. And she just speaks the word of God very plainly in a way that just really like ministers to me. It's sometimes it's very matter of fact, but it's like just very like truth. And then if I'm just like filling my mind with that before I even start the day, I feel like that's just a great way to just kind of get in the mindset of hearing God's word and going forth with the day. Um, also worship music. I love having music on in my home and just kind of hearing it from room to room. And that brings a lot of peace. And there's just so much power in worship music specifically mm-hmm. and all of the messages. Um, I was listening to Raise a Hallelujah the other day. And I mean, some people might be like, oh, that's an old, you know, relic of a song or whatnot. <laughs> but it's just amazing because it talks about how our praise, like that we are supposed to like sing amidst our troubles. And to me, like worship gets me through troubles, you know, and just having that experience of like laying our burdens down to God and just giving it to him and being like, God, I can't handle this. I can't deal with this. Um, But I'm going to praise you right now. And I just know that you're going to see me through this. And I think that's a huge part of it, too, for me. It's like I've seen God move in my life time and time and time again, get me through so many challenges through my life that I'm like, why would he not get me through this? Like, why would this time in my life be any different? Is he all of a sudden going to be like, yeah, no, that's too big or no, all of a sudden he's like, no, you're not on my radar anymore. Like he is he doesn't work that way. You know, Mm -hmm. he's steady. He's sure. And he didn't promise us that life was going to be perfect, but he promises to be there through every single trial. So honestly, I'm, I'm grateful for the times where it is challenging because I do feel him more present in my life. Like I just feel that he's there. Um, I even got to the point, this was a huge kind of eye-opening thing for me a couple of days ago. But I I used to have the fear of death, not only for my mom, not only for my dad, not only for my husband, but it was also for me. Like, I used to be afraid of dying. Like, that was such a big fear to me. And I used to think, like, any little symptom that I have, like, clearly I was dying. You know, like, if there was, like, a headache, I'm, like, 
uh, must be a brain tumor. You know, it would always be like the worst possible you scenario. You gotta stay away from the WebMD or whatever, <laughs> yes. the symptom checker. Oh my goodness, yes. And and it was like one little thing. And, and you know, you'd almost go to Google to try to prove your point and then mm-hmm. be like, oh, I gotta go to the ER right now or whatnot. But anyway, all that to say, a friend of mine told me pretty recently, she was like, Monique, if you died, you know, that would be one of the absolute best things that could happen to you because you would be immediately reconciled with God and you would have no more pain, like no more pain, no more suffering. You would just be with God. And I, I finally grabbed hold of those words as true. And then I took it a step further. I was like, yes, that is true. Like ultimately I would be with God, which would be amazing. I wouldn't be in fear, pain, anything. And I said to the enemy, I was like, and you know what? I'm like, I bet people would get saved at my funeral. So take that enemy. I was just like, you know, I'm finally like overcome this fear of mine. Like I'm not afraid of it anymore. And then I was also like, and take this enemy. Like if I do die, like people are going to (laughs) go to heaven because of it, because people are going to get saved at my funeral. Like I truly believe that, that God's presence and power, he cares so much about people and that hopefully my life would mean something to somebody that comes that could be transformed by his love, that they could come to know him as well. That's a really cool outlook on the fear of death because I know know the fear of death is popular amongst Mm -hmm. lots of people, myself included. Yeah. I mean, Christians are not... (laughs) Exempt. Exempt from the fear of death. Yeah. We have the hope of jesus and going to heaven but it's still Mm -hmm. like the not knowing you know like the not knowing because because we're not in control or charge of when we're going or when anybody else is going and and i think that that's what the hard part about fear anxiety is it's a lot of like realizing that we don't have control right and we realize like how little control that we actually do have on this earth it's not much you know, we're, we're not really in charge of, like, what happens to us, you know? Like, it, it is a very interesting thing, and, and we can feel kind of like, oh, what's going to happen next? But when you have that assurance in God that, that no matter what happens, you're going to be okay, and, like, actually being okay with that, like, actually knowing that God is good and that no matter what happens, like, his outcome ultimately like in your life is going to bring good out of any situation that you go through mm-hmm. you know we'll redeem it amen um i want to talk back um, you talked about yeah. health and oh yes <laughs> experiencing symptoms that mm-hmm. make you kind of spiral it's kind of funny how yep. anxiety works cuz you could really be feeling one thing and then You'll get the anxiety, and then it'll just make the symptom worse, and then you'll start feeling other symptoms. It's so weird how anxiety can do that to you. Yes. And I'm sure you are very familiar with with that. I am, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even recently, actually, I, I recently had um, an ex- a couple experiences at the beginning of the summer that reactivated the Lyme disease that I had been managing so well for the last six years. 
and a couple of just various things happened um, that kind of like reawakened this chronic thing that I've dealt with for a very long time. Um, with that resurfacing of anxiety and depression, like tried to grab a hold of me this summer and I had a lot of opportunities to, to make a choice of like how I was going to deal with these same things. Cause I'm, I'm like presented, I think we're always presented with a choice, like in every situation, it's like, okay, what kind of thoughts am I going to have while I'm going through this? And so some days it got the best of me and I was feeling really bad, especially with um, COVID, the way that it, it mixed with uh, the lime in my brain was not good. And I felt like I didn't want to live anymore. Um, it really did get to that point that I was just like, I don't even want to be here because I felt so sick. Like I was just having trouble breathing. And, um, and through all of that, I've had a couple other um, symptoms kind of lingering, like with my heart. Um, even just like getting off the couch and walking across the room to get my cell phone and my heart will be like racing out of my chest. And so mm -hmm. I kind of find myself like constantly checking my heart rate monitor um, on my phone. Like if you are on my watch, if you see me checking my wrist, most likely I'm checking my heart rate <laughs> and like wondering where it's at. And does that help? Absolutely not. Knowing my heart rate does not help alleviate like the symptoms. And if it's looking good, I'm probably still going to check it like five minutes like later or maybe even a minute later. And sometimes I notice that even just like thinking those thoughts will make it go up. And yeah. I can even like watch it when I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, oh, it's pretty high. And then all of a sudden if I say, oh, it's pretty high or if I think that thought, like sometimes it'll start to climb a little higher, you know, because you... You see that number mm -hmm. and, and who knows, what if it's not even real? Right. Like it might not even be real. Who knows that this thing is 100% accurate and then all of a sudden though I'm causing myself to have these, you know, symptoms just because I'm thinking about them so much. So one thing that I've been trying to do is take hold of my thoughts and like I'm calling it power thoughts and like taking a thought and being like okay am i gonna let any thought that drops into my head am i just gonna allow it that space and time to like ponder it because if i do you can also make that little thing into this huge ginormous thing have yourself in the emergency room have yourself hooked up to an ekg like all these things when maybe it didn't even need to get to that level mm -hmm. but you just were so freaked out that it did but anyway, um, so yesterday I had this thought because of things that I've gone through. I was like, oh, I'm feeling really vulnerable today. Like I literally had that thought. And then God told me, no, Monique, you're stable. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, cool. And, and I know what stable means, but God told me to look up the definition of stable. And so I could have pondered that vulnerable thought and been like, oh yeah, I'm so vulnerable. Today's going to be a bad day. I have to work and I've got to get through all of this. But instead, instead of focusing on that word vulnerable, I took a hold of God's word telling me I'm stable. And then I read the definition and it says, of a object or structure, it's not likely to give away or overturn firmly fixed. And then of a person... It means sane and sensible, not easily upset or disturbed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's, that's huge. 
And like mm-hmm. God literally planted that word into my head immediately. But sometimes instead of allowing our thoughts to go to God's thoughts, we just continue to let our mind wander on the vulnerable yeah. and then speak that over ourselves. So I'm trying to give more space in my head to just be like, okay, God, what do you have to say? And then waiting for things like this that like changed my day, you know? Yeah, so. it's so easy to just get into that cycle. Yes. And you can just spiral and yes, it can go into a dark place. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to take our thoughts captive and it's something we got to do every single day. Every day. It doesn't... Our lives just didn't get better just because we (laughs) accepted Christ into our life. Yeah. Like, yes, it got better because we have the hope that we were going to go to heaven. Amen. But, like, there's still a lot of change that needs to happen, and you have to be an active participant in that change. Yes. You can't just expect it to just magically get better. Yep, you're spot on. Spot on. And I think that's... I know when I first became a Christian, I was like, okay, I'm a Christian now. Why isn't my life better? Like, what happened? God, don't you care? But the truth is God does care, but he wants you to take that step and trust him and lean into him. Amen. And not on your own understanding. Mm -hmm. It's that choice. You know, it's like, what what are you going to believe? You know, are you going to believe... Sometimes it's straight up lies from the enemy that are dropping into your head. And you can you can be spending your whole day thinking about a lie from the enemy and acting like it's true. Yes. You know, instead of taking words from the Bible or words that God has put in your heart that you know at the bottom of your heart are true. You know, it's like it's like what are you gonna like I, I mean this this kind of reminds me of when I got pregnant with River. But I remember I was having a lot of bleeding at that time. And I just constantly thought that I was going to lose her. And I know you can relate can to relate. this. Yeah. And it was just, I, I know, like, God told me in December of 2015, he told me in my heart that I was going to have a baby next year. And there were a lot of reasons um, that wasn't possible at the time. And I just remember he was like, it's going to happen. And so anyway, when I came across various challenges in the pregnancy and including bleeding quite a bit and all these different things, um, I remember like even my doctor, she like looked at me and she was like, what are you going to believe? She's like, what are you going to believe? She's like, yes, you're having this issue. Yes, you're having this, but what did God tell you? You know? And and she like was like, are you going to listen to that? Like, are you going to remember what he said? And finally, like one day, I just chose it, like probably around six months of pregnancy that I was like, yeah, God said it, like it is going to happen. She is going to be okay. It is going to be fine. God told me it's true, but I had to like choose to believe that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was, it was a a hard fight. (laughs) Yeah, I know when I was pregnant, I also dealt with a lot of bleeding and I Mm -hmm. honestly thought I was losing her, but, um. Before I got pregnant, have I told you the story of how I, how I found out that I was pregnant? I don't think so. Okay. Well, <laughs> our good friend Stephen, who is a pastor, he um, told me that 
What did he say? It was Mother's Day. And he told me to celebrate as if it was Palm Sunday. Because Palm Sunday comes before Easter. Mm. Um, and that's kind of a weird thing to say to somebody who's not a mother on Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that following Sunday, I took a pregnancy wow. test. And I, well, I was pregnant. Wow. Didn't know it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, so God cool. knew that she was supposed to be here. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have gone through the effort mm-hmm. of telling me about it in that way. Yeah. So I just had to cling to what mm-hmm. he said. So you know? cool. He said that she was going to be here. So yeah. it's so easy to spiral into the mm-hmm. lies of the enemy. Yep. Yeah. But you got to cling to what God says. Yeah, and, and trust him. You know, trust that his word is true and, you know, grab on to what he tells us. I, I want to get better about that, like writing down his promises or words, you know, just even the thing about him saying stable, like actually like journaling about that and then coming back to that. And um, I don't know, maybe that would help some of the listeners of your podcast too, but I used to keep a prayer journal. And I was amazed at how often Gary and I would write out the people we were believing for, um, just for different things in their lives or the things that we were going through. And I'm not even kidding, but like a week later, we would come back and look at all the things that we prayed for. We would take a little pen and we would check mark every single thing that God had answered. And I mean, it was just, he was answering prayers all the time. And just seeing that on paper, I guess it just gave me so much peace seeing like, wow, he really does care about all of these situations and just having that assurance. Um, so yeah, I keep, keep saying, I'm going to go back to journaling and I, I think that it really would be beneficial for me again to just see that because there's so much hope when you see those answered prayers and how much he cares about not only the, the little things, but the big things and everything in between. Right. I know recently I've started just going into the notes app on my phone and just writing down things that God's shown me. Mm. Um, Actually, Daniel, our friend Daniel, told told me about how he's got just so many notes in his phone from Hmm. things that God's shared with him. Oh, cool. And so he can look back on them and... I thought it was a really cool idea, so I I decided to start doing that. So... You cool. might think that's cool, too. You might want to try it. I love that. And the nice thing about your notes app, most of the time you have your phone on you. Yep. You know? Exactly. Oh, cool. I love that. Right. All right. So, I know at the beginning of the episode, we talked about how we are pro-counseling. Mm-hmm. Counseling. Really important. Do you want mm-hmm. to talk about your time with counseling I know you've been getting a lot of good things out of your recent yeah counseling times yeah it's been awesome um my a uh, good friend of mine uh, led me to a pastor at a church here in our town um pastor Kevin and he is all about revealing the truth of God in every single situation um so at the beginning I actually started seeing him uh just because my husband and I, like, we we have a good relationship, but there's just certain times, like, when we're talking, we would kind of spiral out of control. Just like how you have, like, 
a thought and then all of a sudden it takes you down like with anxiety like the same thing can happen in a relationship dynamic what we realized we were doing is like and a lot of mine to be honest would start with like a fear-based thought so Mm -hmm. I noticed about myself like if the house is not clean I it like instantly like builds anxiety in me so if I get home and I have like this expectation that the island is going to be like clean or that he was going to do it I would kind of like blow up about it and just be like oh why isn't it clean and I realized I was doing that because I was anxious you know and so instead of like acknowledging that I was like having an anxious moment I would just like blame it on somebody else and be like you did this like you're the one causing this anxiety and it's like he's not causing anything like my anxiety is like my stuff to deal with it has nothing to do with him and so we've really learned how to like acknowledge our own emotions why we're feeling them, what is making us feel that way, and realizing that most of the time it has nothing to do with the other person. So here I was having these anxious feelings, and then because of it, my marriage was actually impacted in a negative way because of how it then turned into like this whole like blame fest, and then we were just kind of like spiraled together. Um, And now I can honestly say that since um so we've been seeing him since january it's august now uh we barely ever have those moments anymore anymore that's so good it's amazing like we will literally like sometimes when we're tired we'll like realize like we're kind of poking at each other like with the way that we're responding and then we're like oh we're tired we probably shouldn't be having this conversation but in the past, I used to just, like, roll with it. I used to be like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's get into this fight, you know? Really, really silly. Um, so God has completely worked in our relationship. And then I've been seeing Kevin on my own um, recently, not with Gary. Um, trying to get through some fears about Gary getting a motorcycle. <laughs> yes, the motorcycle. Yeah. So that is something I'm still trusting God to help me get through. And Kevin and I talk about a lot of different things, but that is one of the things that Gary really has on his heart to get. And um, some of you who listen to this may know that my husband's been in a car accident as well as a skateboarding accident. So in my mind... I think about his skateboarding accident, how he broke his his arm up to his elbow and had to have a very long surgery to get that repaired. Now, mind you, God worked an extreme miracle in Gary, and with with zero physical therapy, he can fully extend his arm, which is something that the doctor said was never going to be possible. When they originally saw Gary the day of his accident, they said, "You will be lucky." to be able to have a partial working motion for your arm, to be able to eat, to be able to feed yourself. That's what they said to him. And we prayed for him. I had a friend come over. She prayed for him too. And God worked a total miracle in his arm. So that's what I see. But but the enemy wants to just remind me of the initial trauma of the accident Mm. and also, you know, the car accident and how that happened and whatnot. And so the enemy tries to tell me, well, he got in a car accident. He got in a skateboarding accident. Gary just likes 
the, the, the turkey. You want to talk about the turkey? <laughs> okay, yeah. Because that just recently yeah. happened too. Okay, yeah, we'll jump to that. So uh, in May, when everything kind of happened with my health, the same thing, um, same month, my husband actually hit a turkey at 70, 70 miles an hour on I-94. He was on his way from Wisconsin to Chicago uh, for his uh, grandpa's funeral and he hit a turkey he said he saw it starting to run across like the median in the center and he couldn't do anything and he's just driving and the turkey all of a sudden starts to fly gary hits it six seventy miles an hour it is amazing that the turkey it did not go through the window it did not go through the window because the if you look at the photos it has this huge indentation of where it hit and that impact it, it flew some glass into their car but him and his brother were both totally fine and honestly i mean his brother could have lost his life mm-hmm. essentially if that thing had come through the way that the glass and that pressure I mean, it really could have been bad. So God totally protected him from that. So, so yeah, I mean, Gary's been in multiple car accidents. Because, yeah, I totally forgot about that one, even though that was recent. <laughs> so he's been in two car accidents and the skateboarding accident. So the enemy likes to say, well, if he gets a motorcycle, he's going to be in a motorcycle accident. So I just assume that because it has a motor, eventually he's going to get in an accident. Like, that's not a good way to think. But I'm saying, like, that's the lie that the enemy wants me to believe. So it's something that I am working on, just taking that thought of captivity and being like, you know, even though he has been in all these accidents, like God has brought him through every single situation, mm-hmm. like big time. Um, so Kevin's been uh, working with me and this past week, he told me that every time he sees a motorcycle, he prays for me. <laughs> and he's like, please help her have peace about that one day because Gear and I have decided that next spring is when... He can get one. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so we've made the, the commitment and now I'm just working through to, to find the peace of God and, and just rest in that peace and knowing that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I am also nervous about motorcycles <laughs> My husband wants a motorcycle oh. as well, and I'm like, mm, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> Maybe he'll be next. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Counseling has been really good. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm so thankful for it. I believe that God can do a lot, especially when you're seeing someone who is seeking God. Um, I think that makes a world of difference for me. Just being a Christian, it's really mm-hmm. important to me to have a Christian counselor, um, which is one who is similarly minded and, and leading you to Christ. I think that that makes it that much more valuable, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I've seen Christian counselors and non-Christian counselors, mm-hmm. and I've, my time with Christian counselors has been significantly yeah. More impactful. Mm-hmm. So um, good. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way, good. I should say. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, it really helps to have just an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need help laying <laughs> out all your thoughts and yeah. untangling it. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with seeing a counselor. No. Nothing. 
Yeah. I highly recommend it for anyone. It's, it's honestly invaluable. I, I think that if you have like a, a stigma about it, like there should not be a stigma about yeah. it. Um, I feel like that could be just a lie from the enemy that mm-hmm. you're believing, but it could be like the very thing that might help you. Right. God uses all kinds of people and resources um, to get you through, which is really amazing. But, you know, just like seeking God about every every single moment, you know. It was t- a total God thing about how this happened for me. It's good. Yeah, there's no shame in Mm-mm. seeking help for your mental health. None yeah, at all. Absolutely. You wouldn't be shamed to go to the doctor to take care of your physical health. Why yeah. is your mental health any different? Absolutely. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. Right. You just need some help working through some things, and that's yes. okay. Yes. Amen. Um, I want to talk about scripture. Let's talk yeah. about some scripture that's gotten you awesome. through some hard times. Do you have a favorite or... Yeah, so... Yeah. My all-time favorite is is simple. Um, it's for it's John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Um, it's just I love that promise of God that He loved the world. Like it, it seems so basic if you've heard it a million times. You're just like, oh yeah, that's you know, whatever. But but it's amazing. That he loved us enough to give his only son that we could believe in him and then have eternal life. Like, that is so reassuring. And then that really takes that fear of death and it turns it on its head because you know that even if you die, you're going to have eternal life. So so really, we never die. You know, exactly. I mean, as, as Christians, especially like our spirit, you know, it like never dies. So that is truly amazing. Like, we're just afraid of losing our body, but hey, all the pain that they cause us, like, <laughs> it'll be nice to be free from, from mm-hmm. that pain one day. But yeah, I just kind of cling on to that, just knowing that, that God is here for us and that he does care about us. As, as that scripture goes on, too, I love that it says that God did not send the sons to the world to judge the world but that the world might be saved through him. So good. That's so good. Mm -hmm. What were you reading to me earlier today? Oh, in the Psalms? Because I think it was good. Yeah? I think so. Okay. (laughs) Bring it up. Bring out your old Bible. (laughs) Yeah, I've been talking to a friend recently and... This goes more into the aspect of worship, um, but that's a huge, huge part of my life and just what continues to make me go forward is worshiping worship God. worship hard things. Yeah, amen, you know? It's, it's easy to worship God when things are going great. Yes. It's more important to worship God when things aren't going so great. Yeah. We don't worship Him because life is great. We worship Him because He's great. Amen. So... Yeah, amen. Yeah, so I was reading this with a friend the other day, uh, Psalm 66, and it says, Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. 
So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever. Whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. I love that part. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you, that which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fattened animals with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go through hard things, but mm-hmm. his love is still there for us. Yeah. I, I personally am excited about the future. I know that none of what we go through in this life is in vain. I know God uses it all for his glory, so I'm excited to see where he's taking us all. I'm really excited about it. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Because the future is something you can be anxious about. Yeah. Because it's kind of out of your control. Yep. Yep. But you're excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Just knowing that, that assurance that he is faithful, mm-hmm. you know, amidst all of these trials, like, I truly believe that I personally can see God and like his hand on every single situation like every hard moment you know it's it's what you choose to focus on it's like okay you can choose to focus on the hard thing or you can choose to focus on the redemption or the restoration or just the thing that maybe seemed small but that it was god that led you to a bigger thing that that mm-hmm. helped you get your breakthrough so um, yeah it is exciting it's it's a journey like we're all on this journey i'm thankful i get to do it with you and <laughs> You're one of the blessings in my life, so, (laughs) yeah, so it's good. Yeah, I'm excited for the future, too. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll be good. A little nervous, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's hard having kids, isn't it? It is. (laughs) I feel like that doesn't help the. Especially in today's day and age. Yeah. I, I think that, honestly, I believe that me going through the things that I've gone through helps me get stronger in my faith. Like, I feel like what the enemy has done to try to get me down and, like, push me in a corner and be like, no, you should be scared. You should be fearful. You should be just standing in a corner. 
I feel like instead it's bringing out this fighting spirit in me and it's turning me into a warrior. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to back down. Like, you're not going to put me in a corner. Like, I'm coming out into the ring and I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. <laughs> I'm going to throw them punches. And just, you know, I think it's like, it's time to rise up. It's time to rise up and say enough is enough. We're not going to stand for believing these lies anymore. Like, it's time to stand on the truth of God. And I believe that as you and I do that as mothers, too, and show that to our daughters, that influence of like, no, we're not going to back down. We're going to stand on God's word. We're going to believe God is moving in this situation. Because I think like to get our children <laughs> through the things that they'll go through, right. we need to have our strong foundation in the Bible and like knowing that he's going to help get us through each thing. Because kids, man, they <laughs> go to the ER. My little daughter was in the ER last week. Um, she hurt her hand. She was running across the carpet, hit her hand on the rug, and I thought she broke her thumb because she was not able to, to move her thumb. And when we went to the doctor, they said the thumb was fine. They x-rayed it, but they said that the ligament might be torn. I'm not even kidding. Mm. She goes to church on Sunday morning. Mom says they prayed for her there. And she gets home from church. She takes off the entire splint like the entire hand cast she throws it on the ground she comes running to me she's touching her hand she's touching the ligament she comes up to me and she shoves her hand like near my face she's like i'm healed mom and continues wow. to run off and she has not complained about her hand since that's then. so cool yeah because the the um doctor said she was gonna have to go back to the doctor have to do a like a scan of it she's totally healed that's amazing so yeah <laughs> it's not neat just another yeah. example of God being faithful. Amen. Yeah. It's so good. It's so cool. Yeah. Well, did you have any other things you would like to talk about? Hmm. Well, I think just the biggest thing to, to kind of rest in as we close up is that it's, it's just time to rise up. I believe it's time yes. to rise up. I believe it's it's time to fight back, not in a way that induces anxiety, but just a way that steps out in faith, like steps out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and makes you say like, hey, maybe it felt comfortable to hang on to those lies because they're what we knew, but to really just like actually like step back, examine the thoughts that we're thinking and say, is this true? And ask God, is this a true thought? And if you have peace, I mean, think about that. Like God himself is peace. Right. And I'm always like checking in with like Gary, like, do you have peace about this? Do you have peace about this? If you don't have peace about it, obviously there's something wrong. Right. And then, and then be like, okay, God, like help give me that peace. Then I'm not feeling peace right now. Can you, can you help give me a thought that will give me peace? Like help get me through this situation I'm going through. Show me your steps that you have for me. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Let's see if I have anything else I want to say. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Something that has helped me with anxiety is I've been trying to work on this. I'm not. I'm not the best at this. But I like to not call it my anxiety mm -hmm. because I don't want to take ownership of it. It feels like you're just partnering with the enemy when mm -hmm. you claim that yeah 
So I'm trying not to say my anxiety. That's good. Uh, I like that. Yeah. We don't want to do the enemy's work. No. Mm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-mm. I'm going to accept God's peace and not yeah. the anxiety. That's good. But yeah. Love it. I think that's all I have. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me on today. Well, thanks for joining me. It was good. Yeah. I loved it. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure how to end this now. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Yeah. (laughs) Peace. Bye. Bye.